0: Welcome back to the Athos Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Sinclair. I hope everybody's doing well. All right. On that last podcast, we talked about rebranding a brand and how it was, uh, for instance, Champion was successful, being super popular down in the dumps and then getting super popular again. On that note, I want to jump in to some successful marketing campaigns, some of the most successful marketing campaigns ever. So McDonald's was blamed for making America fat, and Apple was nearly bankrupt. Rebranding a company's goals, message, and culture is hard. Many have tried, and most have failed. A successful campaign requires more than a revamped logo. It demands a vision that inspires customers, investors, and others to see the company in a new light. Through savvy marketing and better quality control, some companies discover new ways to revive their brands, and in some cases, made them stronger than ever. Let's jump into one. J. Crew's sales were plummeting until they had Michelle Obama as an endorser. When Millard Drexler, the man who turned the Gap into a multi-billion-dollar icon, showed up as J. Crew's new CEO in 03, sales were plummeting. Under Drexler's guidance, J. Crew rebounded dramatically, earning 3.8 million in 2005, its first profit in five years between 2003 and 2008. Revenues rose 107 percent. According to the Wall Street Journal, in 2009, revenue sales exceeded pre-recession levels at the same store sales climbed 11%. Drexler re-energized J.Crew by rebranding it as a store that sells basics like tank tops, capris that are well-made with a hint of luxury. J.Crew also got an extra boost from the First Family. All four wore the brand during the inauguration festivities. In addition, the First Lady provided her own endorsements. When Michelle Obama appeared on the Tonight Show and told Jay Leno that her yellow sweater, skirt, and blouse were all J.Crew ensemble, the company's stock shot up 8.2%. 8, 8. Wow. The lesson: offer quality products while always looking for new ways to meet customer demands. J.Crew's new bridal line reportedly came about after Drexler learned from a sales rep that customers were buying simple sundresses and different colors to serve as a prize made dresses. So Private equity firms TPG Capital and Leonard Green and partners, uh, I think at that time were in talk to buy J. Crew valued at about $3 billion. So I gotta check I see where that one's. The PE Firms Cooperation, J. Crew CEO, Mickey Drexler. Okay. Right? Even if you don't know the name Burberry, you would probably recognize it as a trademark black, tan, and red check pattern. Founded in England more than 150 years ago, the once small brand which introduced the waterproof fabric. Garbadine and trench coats has been embraced by celebrities, royalties, and preppies alike. Not too long ago, Burberry was at the risk of being dismissed as frumpy and overextended. However, it was even considered gang wear. Due to some r- rumors that Burberry brand was so popular among hooligans, that's funny, thinking about it now, right? Two pubs in Leicester famously banned anyone wearing the label. New leadership and savvy product design are what transformed the brand into one of the hottest fashion labels, Christopher Bailey, Burberry's creative director since 01, overheld the brand with a mix of modern and classic looks, including a sexier trench coat and swimwear, and snapped up high profile celebrities like Kate Moss and actress Emma Watson of Harry Potter fame. An increase in Burberry sales is proof that luxury brands are staging a comeback with shoppers. According to analysis, sales rose 27% to $747 million in the third quarter. This was back in 2012. All right, the lesson. Brands can be successfully revamped by adapting current styles while celebrating its history. Burberry is about heritage, but making that heritage relevant for today. You have to make sure what you do is right for the moment you live in. What makes things relevant? Without wishing to to sound too flaky, it's sensitive to the spirit we live in today. The Blue Collar Milwaukee Lager, best known for being a cheap beer and the drink of choice among college students and hipsters, popped up in China last year. Americans may not recognize their PBR. However, since the beer retails for an eye-popping $44, labeled Blue Ribbon 1844, the beer is different from its American counterpart. Since it's a special brew of German malt and aged in oak whiskey barrels, it's brewed and sold in China by a distributor who licensed the name Pabst. China is the world's biggest beer market, reporting to EuroMonitor, thanks to a new craze for high-end alcoholic drinks among Chinese rising class. Blue Ribbon 1844, seems well positioned to take advantage of the Chinese taste for expensive beers. The lesson: adding a foreign tag and a fancier packaging can make a brand more appealing. Alright. Actually, I'm gonna to touch on so Harley brand, as you heard, as I is <laughs> actually back in the drums. This article is back from actually 2010-11 where I found it, but I, but I still found it interesting. So this could be an example of how a brand was great, went bad, got great, and went bad again. Harley-Davidson almost went bankrupt, and now they're the most reliable motorcycle brand Remember when this was put out. So back in 1985, the Harley-Davidson motorcycle was risk of disappearing from the highways when it was almost bankrupt. What saved the company, Richard F. Terlink, the former CFO turned CEO, championed the change, was a better product to match the well-known brand. In 1982, Harley-Davidson had no money of its own. They were $90 million in debt, and bankers weren't willing to loan them a penny. They had good brand and loyal customers, but they weren't generating profit because they didn't have quality product at the point. They had to improve the quality of their product to be fair to the customer. If they had improved the reliability of their Harley Davidson products, the company wouldn't be here today. Support the lesson support your brand with high performing product and weed out the inefficient management. Be aware of controls that are barriers to effectiveness, said TierLink. That's funny. You know, touching on that one, why they kind of lost their vision there is they tried to be something for everyone. So it looks like they actually lost that right there. Um, we that inefficient, the, It looks like they lost that uh, high quality by producing a lot of sports, their bikes and spreading out their market and trying to be, like I said, something for every Being somebody – for everyone does that make any sense that i stumble on my words? <laughs> yeah i think i did all right check this out so everybody knows about mcdonald's still rare still raging still kicking butt right mcdonald's made american fat now it looks like starbucks and now it looks like starbucks and serve salads so over the years mcdonald's been increasingly weighed down by the image of being a lowbrow unhealthy restaurant chain the documentary supersized me both mocked and alerted the public to mcdonald's food as a leading cause of obesity McDonald's has since then tried to rebound itself as more health conscious, with a greater variety of salads and healthy meal options. For anybody who's listening, who goes to McDonald's for salads, right? Other than the slogans, I'm loving it, which featured an original tune by Justin Timberlake, and the newer were made up of families, young couples are seen enjoying their meals at McDonald's. I'm not going to go into any further than this, but interesting to think that of the trend back then was more towards healthy, and now it's like. You barely see any healthy options. It's like way, way, way bought on the bottom corner of it, and they're just pitching what they have. So they went away from that kind of healthy thing and really, really dug in into what McDonald's is and what they offer right now. I think that's why they're really crushing it. So, Target was just another lowbrow discount store. Now it's the favorite of the yuppie class, that's for sure. In nineteen, 19- the late 1990s, Target was seen as just another lowbrow discount realtor. Indistinguished from Walmart and Kmart by offering pared-down versions of designer apparel and merchandise through exclusive deals with high profile designers such as Isaac Mazzari, Massimo, Michael Gray's, Fiotro, and more. Target began to stand out from its competitors. Target is now the second largest discount retailer in the United States after Walmart. Its stores are nearly in every state, and the company announced January, that was back then, it will be expanded to Canada. All right. Uh, lesson set yourself apart from competitors with high quality merchandise at lower prices so high quality brand names at lower prices oh my god it sounds like a commercial all right (laughs) all right everybody thanks for listening to the Athos podcast take care this is jason and you hear from me soon bye Take.